there goes the baker with the tray like always. <laughs> Come on, Matt. I don't know. it. I'm not, I wasn't a big Beauty and the Beast fan. The same old bread and rolls to sell. Something like that. You got, Does it go you've up? got two daughters. You should know all these. Songs. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. I've seen it only a couple times with them. I could do the whole Frozen soundtrack, but oh, and that's controversial too, man. Yeah. Well, how the Economist says that uh, "Let It Go" is a gay anthem <laughs> for coming out. <laughs> oh. They hint that a lot of people think that. That's, yeah, can't can't hold it back anymore. She doesn't end up with a. With, she doesn't end up with yeah. the Prince Charming at the end of the movie. You know? Right. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. I guess that's kind of like an honesty thing. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah, you could take that. You could take that at at, at that value. I mean, they say in maybe Frozen Two, she. You know, Anna. Anna's the one that kind of meets the dude at the end, but maybe Elsa. Yeah. Um comes out or something <laughs> officially it says the first to incorporate them in the broader universal message of individual freedom elsa from frozen has become a gay icon because she struggles with her secret power that is only resolved when she accepts herself for who she is right many gay film goers hope this uh, arc lands elsa in the lap of a girlfriend in the forthcoming episode oh. sequel <laughs> anyway <laughs> Can you imagine like this? I mean, here we are. We're talking about uh, Beauty and the Beast, but you can you imagine if there was an actual love affair, like not just a a, a single gay moment in a a gay character, but an actual like that was the love interest for a Disney yeah. movie. What the outrage would be, and w- would Disney parks shut down? Like, how's that all going to go? We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, where we discuss gay cartoons, bestiality, and the phenomena of social media outrage. Yeah. Well, it's not just social media outrage. It's just moms with their strollers refusing to partake. Yeah. I can't believe it. But first. But first. We got to read some mail. Yeah, we got some troll mail. Troll mail. Uh, I could I could, I could, could sing... Um, you know, I used to because I used to be able to know. I knew every Aladdin song. <laughs> Could you sing this email we got? In I've been to, listening to the- off and on since. Pretty close to the start. No, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes weekly. Sometimes binge listening to help pass the time and occasional sh- slow days. It's really hard to actually yeah, it's, do that. It's really hard at work. And have recently become a patron. Got my hands on some of that Bocon. I enjoy the <laughs> nice mix of serious episodes contrasted with the things like Bigfoot. <laughs> I finally went back on my binge. My binge listens. <laughs> We're butchering it. Let's just read the second half of it. Katie, uh, Ka- Katie, Katie says, uh, I finally went back on one of my binge listens and was pleasantly surprised. Maybe all those Bigfoot believers aren't so crazy. 
You guys also led me to the Depolarized podcast, which I also really enjoy. Which is strange because I thought I hated politics. Turns out, I just hated how polarized people are when it comes to politics. Anyway, really enjoyed the Enneagram episodes from a couple weeks ago. I'd taken some of the quizzes back in college, but never really looked at it as a guide to improve yourself. I found it incredibly intriguing and checked out some books from the library. Aren't libraries great? More people should use them. To read more on the subject... I also appreciate that you've been bringing more women on the podcast. It's refreshing. Keep on starving the trolls, Katie. Thanks, Katie. We appreciate it. Keep on starving the trolls. Katie's one of our patrons. (laughs) Speaking of patrons, we have three new patrons this week. That means they support us monthly and help us... Keep talking into this microphone and (laughs) encouraging you guys to laugh, cry, debate, whatever it is we do. These people are the ones who do it. Uh, Aiden Holshue. Good job. Tony Hizenga. Heisinga. Heisinga. Yeah, I grew up in a Dutch town. That's a Heisinga for sure. Josh. Just simply Josh. That's it. No last name. Thank you, guys. Trollspodcast.com. Click on donate or go to patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. And you can get some of that Bocon that Katie was talking about, um, which uh, includes um, uh, uh, an entirely different podcast called Troll Talk, in which Nate and I discuss things unedited, unvarnished, the real truth, including some of the drama from... um, from uh, my band putting out music, so we're, there's, yeah. some, there's, there's some of the backlash to the lyric video Nate made for the song that I wrote and recorded, and there was some comments. People thought I'd fallen off the wagon or uh, lost my mind completely, and Nate and I both discussed that on Troll Talk episode four, which will be up by the time you hear this. So if yeah. you want to check yeah. that out, a dollar a month support a podcast. Get a lot of inside awesome stuff. But for now, let's get to Let our it go. topic of the day. Let it go. Can't Don't let that drama it. get you down. <laughs> let it go. So I let saw it go. I saw a pretty good meme the other day that expanded on Newton's third law. It said, "For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction and a social media overreaction." <laughs> I think it's so true these days. You have you have this binary thing happening, and then you have this thing on social media that that, that these these debates, these outrages, uh, they just swell to like an epic crescendo, and you can't stop hearing about, for instance, the gay character in Beauty and the Beast, and how parents are boycotting it, and who knows, in in fact, how much outrage there is real outrage like boycotting or lots of parents are upset and worried that this is the beginning of, of what the end. the end like your kid's gonna become gay 
Yeah, from seeing yeah. from seeing gay characters. Well, I think the argument is is it uh, normalizes things and well, it is normal. <laughs> you see, I'm not even trying to have a debate. I'm just like, what it what what's the problem? I yeah. mean, people are saying, you know, Disney history, right? There's Scar and Jafar and that that, that those guys have pretty gay voices. Um There's Ursula Ursula, it, it, she kind of dresses drag. A someone, bit. someone says she's modeled after a drag queen, right? Yeah, there was an article in Polygon.com that said, while never directly stated, many of these villains, Scar, Jafar, and Ursula, have been drawn in voice to mimic the body language and manner of speech of stereotypically feminine men and drag queens. Yeah, not to mention like a, a significant portion of artists in general, right? Uh, you know, actors, actresses, sure, com- comedians are people who draw things. You know, a lot of these people tend to be uh, homosexual, right? And, uh, right. Yeah, Disney has been employing Disney has been employing gay people since the beginning to draw a lot of its cartoons, orchestrate a lot of its music. They said all kinds the, of stuff. Yeah, they said the animator behind behind Scar and Jafar and Gaston was a gay man, and these all these films kind of came out in the the height of the AIDS crisis. You remember AIDS being a big crisis, especially among the uh, homosexual community in the eighties and early nineties. So they were saying that this guy kind of drew his he was the the lead animator and kind of drew his um, I don't know perspective into the. But it wasn't official, right? It was just we're mimicking this sort of theatrical stereotype of feminine men and drag queens. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, think yeah. maybe there was there people just sort of assume, well, it's, since it's not official, then it's not real. Or um, maybe there's a hidden bias there because Scar, Jafar, and Ursula are all villains. <laughs> and as yeah. long as the villain is gay, we're fine with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because the uh, the Gaston's like sidekick buddy is the gay character, right? In Beauty and the Beast, and and some of the gay community are coming out saying, "Why is it always the bad guy or the or the guy with the bad guy?" So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody's happy. So Disney's just getting kicked <laughs> with both sides of the traffic. The roadkill in the middle of the road. Conservative lanes are running over them, <laughs> and the liberal lanes are running over them on the other side. Yeah, the gay people are like, this is not how we want to be represented. If we're going to be officially represented, can you give us a decent role? And I think yeah. this is an ongoing debate in Hollywood, representation versus underrepresentation of certain people groups, right? There's um, all this outrage, like, say, if a white person plays an Asian person, um, or if a mixed person plays a ba- black person. Um, there's so much outrage because there's a lot of people who get pigeonholed into roles. Like there's Hollywood actors of Middle Eastern descent who are always cast in roles where they're terrorists. Um, yeah, I read that article about yeah. that. Yeah. Or there's black actors who are cast in roles as criminals or street, street people. Right. Or, what you was know, that? what is that article going to Facebook? He was like, it was like. I'm a Muslim actor, and I've been cast as a yeah. terrorist 25 times or <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poor guy. Um, Doesn't help the stereotype. Or you know that you know that the night of um, that actor, uh-uh. but uh, he was he was the psychologist in there, and I thought that was nice that he got a, a role as a um, an ally of the main <laughs> character as opposed to you know the um, antagonist. So, anyways, but this wow. this is like a big thing that happens in Hollywood, and, and there's always outrage about it. There's so many underrepresentations 
of different people groups. You know, female actors are often cast in roles as like one dimensional sex objects. And that's been going on for years. Right. Nobody had any problem with that, Matt. Nobody. Right. Main main character is a dude. There's the chick. She's kind of two dimensional, but she's hot. He goes after her. He wins her. It's really all about him. And there's no depth to the, the, the female roles. Well, that's changed, you know, somewhat. Uh, but a lot of people still feel like their specific group is underrepresented. And the fact that no officially gay person has been cast in a Disney film does seem like that's underrepresenting, especially considering these films come out of Hollywood. I guess right? we had to back it up a little bit and actually talk about kind of what... There's no way to not support someone who's different than you. I guess that's the first thought I have is like every time you go out and purchase something your money's going to go to somebody who's doing something that you probably disagree with yeah it's the false consensus bias that we talked about in the first episode I think of this podcast um, or the other side where we have this belief that everyone sort of agrees with us and we're shocked when we when we realize that there is no real consensus basically the the flack is coming from the very conservative communities with parents with children so what's going to happen to the children right and i think that's where everyone could debate you know that's what the debate really goes on because so they're like like, you're normalizing this this lifestyle for my kid and what's the fear that my kid will be you know if it is a sliding scale my kid's sort of on the edge that he'll be pushed over into uh becoming gay and thus becoming a minority or an oppressed people group is that yeah. the fear do you think people have you know you get you you become your your surroundings so the more and more the surroundings change right the more and more you're going to become whatever society is changing into yeah i mean so. that's there's not a lot of psychology um as far as sexual orientation goes to back up the idea that one's sexuality is that fluid. There's not a lot of science to back that up. I mean, you could put me in any situation, probably, and I'll still uh, prefer one gender over the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, But I don't know. I mean, maybe it is Maybe it is more fluid. People always go, oh, well, the homosexual community is so... Uh, they're not very monogamous. They're very, very, they're, they're very sexual, over, overly sexualized. And, right. Um, have you been in a college campus recently <laughs> or on Tinder or anything? It's like uh, heterosexuals are just as bad yeah. in terms of hooking up with people. And, 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 and their divorce rate is higher. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think ultimately what it comes down to is it's difficult to commit yourself to somebody yeah. and stay with that person sure. through thick and thin. And that's what love is. And that's why. So what are So what are people afraid of that they're that their kid they're they're afraid of is it ignorance then that they're thinking that their kid will become some or or be pushed into some weird sexual cult <laughs> well i think there's always this this fear from the conservative side that people the world are is changing and we should go back to way the way it was right not even that i just think <laughs> that the conservatives feel like Everyone is super impressionable, right? Because there's a lot of Bible verses that say things that are just like, you know, like don't go near or stay away or whatever. It's like this fear of if you subject yourself to some situation, you will automatically be converted over to the dark side. Right, right, right. 
Well, and I think if you believe in that, it's probably even more true. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like, you, you know, people who are like totally cut off from the world. You know, some of my backslidden Mormon friends, for instance, or a lot of people who are raised in really, really strict um, homes and were homeschooled and stuff. And sure, you see them, sure. go, they go out into the world and they travel and they go to college and they just crash and burn the other way. They go crazy. Because they've been told there's this hard line and once you cross it, you know, once you have a, one beer, then you have a hundred beers. And there's no difference between beer and heroin, you know, like, so... <laughs> So there's there's just this hard line of like don't go near anything worldly or else it will consume you, and then what happens? Yeah. They go near worldly stuff and they are consumed by it. They've not been taught an ounce of moderation in their lives. That's what people are afraid of is because they have this closed off view of reality that we can't cross these lines, and if you cross them, you turn gay. One of the recurring things that we always hear and read about is parents disown child who's gay. Right. Right. This has happened. I've seen this on tons of interviews. Sure. Especially just being in the music world. Lots of people in the music world come out and they say their story. Like, I came out to my parents in high school and things didn't go well. I have a friend who (laughs) is always in the news because he's a conservative pastor. He's always on like CNN or something. It's crazy. And I'm not friends with him anymore, but we went to went to high school together. And uh, he was like flat out say his kid wouldn't be welcome in his house if he came out gay because wow. He was like doing some hate hate preaching basically on gay people and the the reporter asked him direct straight up what happens if you have a gay kid he's like I won't I won't have one it won't happen <laughs> Pray the gay away Well yeah. so you have these people who are disowned so that's 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 kind of the this that far side and then the other sure. side is totally and I and I understand that kids are impressionable Right. I understand that kids are sponges. And yeah, but what are people freaking out? Some, there's a very, very subtly gay moment in the film. It's not gay sex. It's not anything. It's just acknowledging that there is same-sex attraction, I believe. And I haven't yeah. seen the film, and here we are talking about Beauty and the Beast, and neither of us have seen it. But from what I've read, it's not like a big deal. It's just the, the idea that that is acknowledged and normalized, that that sort of same-sex attraction is is okay now, for my kids to see, I think that's what scares a lot of maybe more conservative, straight, cisgender folks. Well, there's probably a thousand stories that, if the Bible was written today, wouldn't be included or would be majorly edited. What do you mean? If people were really concerned about subjecting people to the literature and stories, then like half the Bible's rated R. You know what I mean? So <laughs> a lot of what are you gonna do? Shit in there, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have you have a you have a, a naked lady bathing on a on a rooftop, sure, shining you, her tatas on for everyone to see. You see, so you and, have the what's it's the song of songs or whatever. It's just a poem of like two lovers trying to bone, and then yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty perverted stuff if you read it. I mean, like, you can imagine it being. You know, this is poetic, this is romantic, this is about yeah. the height of human love. But people are like, you know, the Bible's this literal, um, you know, rule book, and then you read that and you're like, what the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many crazy stories. Like um, in Sodom and Gomorrah, they were trying, they were pounding on the door because they wanted to bring, bring their daughters out. There was, you know, I think Moses or Noah exposed himself to his yeah, daughter. Yeah, no, Noah, Noah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's just I mean, he got drunk basically after it all happened. Sure. <laughs> his his camel his camel skin blew open and <laughs> and his bits were hanging out and uh this is all in the Bible people. Yeah, if you made a if you made a movie about it, a Disney movie about it, every everyone would be just shocked. <laughs> but the thing is is the beauty of it all is that the authors thought, "Hey, you can handle it. Yeah. You can handle the truth. So well, and maybe you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole idea. There is this idea that like whatever is for. Well, there's family films, and that's a specific category, and it needs to be quote unquote safe for the whole family, PG or G rated, and in that sense, it can't cross any boundaries. And I think that's what people are saying is like, you've crossed this boundary. Like in our home, we don't recognize gay people as normal or equal why are you forcing that on us and i guess they can choose to not watch the film which but but of course their kids are going to see oh there's a new beauty and the beast i want to watch it and then they have to explain um we're, we can't watch it there's a um, two seconds of a gay innuendo <laughs> in there <laughs> or gay moment yeah they're not even going to really look to the movie or see the movie they're just going to react like oh my gosh yeah. Disney's going down, fake news gets spread around. Well, they react know. to the they react to the title of whatever article they're seeing. And the the, the titles are all written click clickbait. But the idea is that there's there's an actual story beneath this and people get hung up on the outside stuff. You know, like a woman is captured by what seems to be a wicked man who looks like a beast, but the reality is he doesn't abuse her or manipulate her into loving him. Rather, this beauty changes the beast's heart with her goodness and love and wins him over and restores his humanity from this curse of him believing that he's this wretched beast, you know? And that's that's kind of the good news, right? That's the gospel. And so if you uncover, just take away the stuff you don't like. I mean, people make comments about it's, it's bestiality, you know, because it's like a, a girl and a yeah, beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's metaphor. It's a metaphor, right? And or it's the gay stuff, whatever. That stuff is just an aside. Get to the heart of the story. The beast is not actually a beast. He's only beasty, beastly, outwardly, you know, as a sign of his inner uh, self-loathing. Inner beauty. Well, I mean, he, he he's expressing his beastliness because he doesn't like himself. But his nature is still human and still longing for this restoration. And it's meant to communicate a deeper truth. I don't think a lot of people realize is that all these great stories have these awesome characters, and the and the Christians seem to have uh, no problem with um, Chronicles of Narnia, right? Sure. Yeah. But big problems with Harry Potter. Ooh, why? Oh, because all the sorcery and the magic and the Dark Lord. There's tons of stuff. magic in the in the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, I, mean, I know. Exactly. They walk through a wardrobe. In- <laughs> 
<laughs> into another world. <laughs> it's old magic. But because C.S. Lewis wrote it, it's trustworthy, right? J.K. Rowling's trying to trying to move us into some sort of new agey, I don't know, witchcraft. Yeah, and Harry Potter is just like, you know, he is a, a character struggling with the good and the bad inside of him. Sure. There's all this talk that, oh, Dumbledore was gay, you know? The the point is is people nitpick the story, they pull out the parts that they don't they don't agree with morally and they say this whole story is bad. But if you read if you read Harry Potter, it's like it parents sacrifice their lives to save this child, right? right? Out of love. That kid goes the rest of his life trying to honor that that love from his parents, ends up conquering evil right. and devotes himself to to being a good friend. And yeah. What? It's a great story. It's, right, it's, right. It's huge, and I just think that all there's always these people that get hung up on the outside stuff. Yeah, the stuff that does not the core of the story. Yeah, you know, and you think your kids are going to watch it and be like, "Wait, wait, what?" And really focus on that. No, they're 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 going into the story. They're not considering which witchcraft or normalizing gayness. They don't. That won't even. They won't even be triggered by it. You know, like, yeah, there, there's deeper meaning here and you can get hung up on the weird stuff. I mean, and, and and even like you said, you could read the Bible and be like, the story of David is just great. You know, he's got, he's this kid and he's this shepherd and he has this sling and he slays this giant and he basically is like the king's dude and then gets run out and then becomes the king and then cheats on his, you know. And this is all just the story of all of us, like the up and down sure. story of life, overcoming and failing and just the peaks and valleys. But you get hung up, you could get hung up on the on the Bathsheba bathing on the roof scene yeah. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, yeah. don't watch this. She's naked. And that's, yeah. that's, that's perverted. And you'd be missing the whole point of this story, which is it's... It's a metaphor, it's allegorical of all of our lives. And yes, in the reality of all of our lives, there's things that are perverted or perverse or wrong or false. And how can you face those things if you just, you know, the stuff you don't like, you can't just block out. It, it kind of reminds me of American Beauty, you know what I mean? Where the dad has repressed his sexuality for so long. Right. He basically just showcases how his entire life he's he's sort of he repressed his sexuality and then he ends up you know killing uh, what's his face. Right. But I think the same goes for a lot of Christians. Is that they're so afraid that they might somehow not believe something or not be able to follow the rules, and the only way that they can sort of justify this crazy fundamentalist way of looking at things is to draw these crazy hard lines in the sand because they're actually personally afraid of committing these sins themselves. So there's no self-control. Yeah, they call that reaction formation. So like the, the, the bigger you react to something in outrage, the more afraid you are of it within yourself. If you're actually unbothered by something, it's because it's not something you struggle with. They, they, they have psychological terms for this, and it's so funny how many people don't realize what they're doing. I mean... It's a it's more of a self-loathing. They say any insult or critique is a self-critique. Yeah, a friend posted a quote the other day that said, whenever you judge somebody, you're exposing a part of yourself that hasn't been healed yet. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I thought, damn, that's good, you know? And it's like, because so many times, especially on social media, it's so easy to just kind of scroll through. And if depending on what your mindset is, you can kind of just get a little bit like, huh, huh, psh, you know, yeah. and, 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 and kind of begin to sort of slowly pick people apart or sure. pick ideas apart or, or whatever it is. But, you know, I think the thing is with this whole situation is people who wrote the stories in the Bible, for example, gave you the option to handle the content. Right. Here it is. Here's the content. You can handle it. We trust you guys to handle this content. And I don't think people today believe that people can handle the content. Right. I don't know. I don't think I don't think the Beauty and the Beast thing was too dramatic. Sure. But there's outrage. There's always going to be outrage, right? Like anytime that some sort of progressive line's been crossed, uh, the conservatives yeah. who want to go back to the way things were are going to be really uncomfortable with that. So when yeah. we kept the gay thing out of the mainstream before um, Will and Grace, you know, let's go back to those days before Will and Grace, <laughs> which the reality was, you know... It was in the mainstream far before that. The reality was Perfect Strangers was about <laughs> Balky. He was as gay as a $2 bill. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's, it's always been there. That's the it's thing. Like, is we just don't want to see it. And people are like, we know it's there. We just don't want to see it. But you know, at some point, you know, this underrepresentation is going to get on people's nerves. And they're going to be like, you know what? This is, this is discriminatory. Like, there's, there's yeah. people who are working on these films who identify as LGBTQ who are are feeling quite underrepresented in the in in the characters of, of these films and so after a while you're going to be like um we're just going to do it you know society's yeah. ready and that's that's the type of progressive uh movement that that makes a lot of conservative people afraid but i would like to say don't be afraid if you're conservative nothing's going to happen nobody's going to turn gay who isn't already gay <laughs> You don't have anything to worry about. Like, remember when uh, gay marriage became legal and everyone thought their marriage, their straight marriage would be threatened? How's your marriage doing? Is it threatened by the gay marriage? Uh, mine's doing just fine. So I don't think we have anything to worry about. I, I, I really don't. I haven't seen um, people coming to my door and tearing apart my straight marriage because of their gay marriage is now legal. That just, just If you don't want to get gay married, don't get gay married. If you don't want to be gay... Well, that's <laughs> that's not up to you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's a what, gay what movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see Beauty and the Beast. It's so gay. Your kids will fall in love yeah. with a lion at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> with a bison. With a bison. With a man with a bison's head. Listen, stop, stop with the outrage. You know what? The world is not, the sky is not falling. We've dealt with this. It, it's not getting, it's, we're, the world is not ending because things are not going the way that you want them to go. I have a feeling like it's going to die down. I have a feeling that people are going to get really tired of every news cycle, every 24-hour news cycle, there's something blowing up where I can't believe this is happening. And yes, things have always happened. We're just aware of them now. We'll get over that. We'll get over that. I just watched Chappelle uh, stand up last night, and he was like, I can't yeah. believe you guys. It's on Netflix. It's awesome. Christy and I had to pause multiple times to uh, laugh because we were choking on our own, like just wheezing and oh my gosh. But he was talking about how 
kids these days, he really feels bad for. Every single day, there's some tragedy, some terrible thing happening that it, we're just made aware of because of social media, because of the news, that ultimately it's apathy that takes over because you cannot care about so many different things. Oh, I know. Like he was talking about the Care Bears, and when he was a kid, these bears they would come together and they would, they would, they would care, and they would shoot, they would shoot love out of their chests <laughs> at things, and like they they would never get mad; they just get super determined. It's a super great bit, but like that's the generation he came from, right? And it's kind of like where we came from a little bit. Like we, if we can all get together, I wasn't allowed to watch Care Bears because they thought they were gay. It was magical and gay. <laughs> right. Well, if we can all get together and be determined. Um, and in and, and loving, we can solve any problem. And now everyone's just swamped with layer after layer of problems that we're made aware of through technology. And it, I just feel like the natural thing is just to be, we can't even address all this. I think maybe we should turn off the news. I think maybe we should turn off social media and thus turn off the outrage because the outrage gets us nowhere. No one's doing anything with their outrage. You know, you always hear like someone at a Christmas party, some uncle or someone will just just go, man, the gays. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I almost just want to say to that those people at this time and go, do you think that if they they would choose that lifestyle if they could? Because like Chappelle said, now says, I tell you what, right now, if I could go back, I'd be out of the game. You know, yeah. he's talking about his yeah. he's talking about being black or being white. He's sure, like, sure. He's like, I don't care. I give it up because I think I think the same applies to people who are who are gay. They would give it up. Sure. If they if they if they could, because of all the backlash that they received, right. their whole life has been a struggle. It's been super super hard, and you know what I mean. I don't think people realize that it's like sure. Some of these people have been struggling their entire lives. And- right. It's easy for us to say, well, this Bible verse says this, and it's like, I don't know, we could launch into that whole, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, I'm all about prog- progression, right? I, I, I tend to be a little left of center. But, um, so I'm all about growth and change and whatever, but... You don't believe that it's a, it's a sin? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but I will say that with one caveat, we have to protect free speech, Free speech is the only thing that allows us to self-correct. And as a society or a culture, we can make mistakes and we will make mistakes. And we will go too far one way. But as long as we have the freedom to protest, the freedom to speak out against those mistakes, then that is our one single tool to self-correct against those mistakes. So, and I'm speaking also not just to the people protesting Beauty and the Beast because it was a gay character. That would be the religious right. I'm talking about the authoritarian left on the other side who are who are protesting people speaking at colleges that they might not agree yeah, with yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know guys like Jordan Peterson. There's um, an attack on the press right now basically. Yeah, where an you, attack on the credibility of the press and Well, where it's like you're going you these guys are these scientific professor guys are going to debates and they're getting all of their all the people they're supposed to debate sh- didn't show up. This had just happened to Jordan Peterson because because they received so much hate and ridicule for debating with such a quote-unquote bigot that there was no debate to be had. And that, to me, is the bigger crime. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. all going to agree on something, on everything. But we we have to agree that the freedom to speak and debate in a public 
area. It, that has to be, even when we disagree, even when we think it's bigotry, even when we think it's uh, 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 sexism or um, you know racism, even when we think it's it could be those things, we should be inviting people to defend themselves in public and be questioned about their views because that's what freedom of speech is about. So freedom of speech is about starting a conversation. Right. right, right, and allowing the conversation to proceed, and the I'm saying the authoritarian left, in contrast to this issue with the with the um, religious right, is is equally as bad, and sometimes even worse, in raging against these speakers that want to come talk at a college who they disagree with. Yeah, and I, yeah. I get it. Milo's a troll, right? But they're doing right, or they're or they're trying to censor, you know, comedians essentially, and they're saying yeah. there, there's no right for that. There's no, none of those trigger words can be here on this campus. Nothing, like, there's no way for that to be redeemable. It's just bigotry. It's just racism. And you have to stop. And that, to me, is very dangerous. Because if they make some mistakes and disallow people to criticize those mistakes, call those people bigots and racists who criticize those mistakes, and throw those people in jail for hate speech, then we don't have a self-correcting tool in our country. We don't have the ability to say, look, we made a step in the wrong direction because that step in the wrong direction took away our free speech. So kind of brings up a bigger point is that when you have the maturity to hear both sides and make an informed decision for yourself, and this is what free speech and the free press is. It's like, here's the information. Here's, you know, let's put it out there and you make a decision versus communist regime or, you know, or. The news comes from the government. This is what it is, and everyone's reading pamphlets like state news on the, yeah. on the black market of what's really going on. You know, what right, I mean? right. Like you know, like V for Vendetta style, where the government controls everything, and so that's the alternative for people. I don't think they realize that. But think about this too. You know, most people d- derive all their morality from the Bible. Now, well, if, most people, the religious right, yes, yeah, yeah, and. If let let let's put that aside. Let's just take let's just take the style the style of Jesus when he when he sits down and presents facts. More often than not, he's asking questions. Right. He's starting debates. He's saying, "What do you think it means to be the neighbor? What do you think it means?" You know what I'm saying? So right. he's not sitting there going, "You know how boring would it have been if he came down, hung out for a couple of weeks, laid it all out in black and white terms, and then peaced out?" Just. Total facts, not a single parable, not a single metaphorical fictional story yeah. that would transcend time. Just the hard facts. God's like this. God's like that. You're like this in relationship to God, and that's done. Believe it. It's over. Instead, there once was a man with two sons. Yeah. And then you yeah. have to unpack that, that allegory. Oh, boy, do you have to unpack it. Everything <laughs> is a story. Everything right. is getting your mind to turn, your wheels to crank. And people hate their cranking wheels. They go, ah, it hurts. I don't want to do it. Why? Because it conjures up their own pain, their own insecurities. So we have this hard line literalism, and and we say, this can't be. This just can't be. I can't think about Beauty and the Beast or the moral of the story beyond this hard line that's been crossed. And I think that's sad. I really do think that's sad. You know, you can't enjoy the Disney soundtrack with Elton John singing Right, because he's a gay man. Right, I had uh, I had a, a family a, a family member, an older family member once told me that he liked Elton John before he turned gay. <laughs> he liked his music before he turned gay, and we oh, have this pre heated debate. 
uh, where I was arguing that he was always gay. <laughs> um, he just wasn't out. <laughs> and so his music, he was writing as a gay person before he came out. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, this person claimed that it was very clear to him that he wasn't gay. And then after he turned gay, the music changed and was not as good. So the 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 little yeah the lies we tell ourselves to keep ourselves safe. What a silly silly <laughs> silly person. I mean, think about all the decisions that you arrive to in your life and all the things that you do. You don't just sud- suddenly wake up one day and think I'm a soccer player. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not how it goes. It's no. not how it works. Things take time and things progress slowly yeah. and. And uh, yeah, for maybe, a lot of people, maybe before I yeah, it, before I invite someone to my soccer match, I do a bunch of soccer practices to make sure I'm ready to be, to go public. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would say this: anything in life, if you're afraid of something, and uh, you're afraid of some sort of change or stretching, it's almost like it's going to happen to you. It will become a self-fulfilled prophecy. If you are, draw a hard line in the sand, you're probably going to end up with a homosexual child or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't prophesy that over me. <laughs> people who I've seen I it happen wish, time and time I, again, I, people yeah, I know. who draw I, hard lines in the sand, I always go, man, I wonder I, wish, I wonder why that happened. Well, you know? why they had a gay kid, yeah. No, just just like... They, you know, I'm I'm never gonna like I said, I said this on Warp Tour. Florida is the most miserable state. I would never live in Florida. And then you met did. my wife in Florida. <laughs> had to live there, right? Yeah, you gotta eat your words. Never say never. Yeah. Never, you know. And 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 part of me went. That's interesting that I remember saying. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. The hardest thing to do is to accept some someone or something different than you're than yeah. you. Yeah. It's always yeah. going to be the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. Easiest thing to do is to say, I disagree with you. See you later. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to go watch your movie. I'm not going to see that there's anything, any layers beneath that surface level thing that I disagree with. And yeah. I think that's a, that's, that, that's a shame because, I mean, like we just said, you know, if that's the religious rights interpretation of it, you can go to their own sacred text and find a lot of things that are disagreeable about Bible heroes but they still embrace. So it's kind of a, it's kind of hypocritical, I'd say. Anyways, yeah, that yeah. about wraps it up for this week. We just had a quick conversation because we needed some episodes. Um, if you guys have any ideas for episodes, please email us at don't email the trolls at gmail.com or through our contact form at trollspodcast.com. And please uh, click donate at trollspodcast.com. Check out some of our bonus content, some of our troll talks on our Patreon, Patreon, and get involved. We really appreciate your support. And every dollar per month helps us make this thing happen. So yeah. we appreciate the community that you guys have created with us on our Patreon page. And uh, we really couldn't guys. do it without you. Matt runs his whole family on his art. He's got sixteen fifty in his checking account. <laughs> so please. Not sixteen hundred and fifty. Yeah, sixteen dollars and fifty cents <laughs> in his bank account, and he needs yeah at least what two hundred patrons this month. So we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're at like eighty something. <laughs> Go see the Beauty and the Beast and enjoy it. Yeah, we will too, and we'll report back. All right, all right. Take care. Later. Bye. And send a wish out through the air. And send a wish out through the air. Just do that.
afraid when clouds are brewing in your heart. If you can dream, just send a wish out in the dark and be that Care Bears count.